Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 46 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Tai, and I am coming to you guys live from the Royal Caribbean Liberty of the Seas ship. So I am right now currently on the Low Carb Cruise 2018, so super exciting time here. It's been a lot of fun, very busy. So today is Tuesday, uh, May 22nd, and I'm recording this intro from the ship. Um, So man, there's just been so much going on, and it's just been such a great time here. I've got Derek with me. Um, He did come on this cruise with me, which was super helpful because I uh, did give my talk yesterday morning. I'm on for the conference and uh, just we were running into a few little technical difficulties here and there so surprise surprise right so um, so it was nice to have him with me to be able to kind of help me put this together and I realized that the audio quality of this intro is probably not going to be all that great I'm literally sitting in my my stateroom right now just um, kind of banging out this intro real fast for you guys but I do have a great interview for this uh, episode I've got um, I'm interviewing Trent Holbert. So if you do not know who Trent is, he has a podcast called Fit for the Kingdom. Um, He is keto and he is a coach and he's amazing. And I really think that you're going to love this podcast. He has a lot of great information. He's a super chill guy, a lot of fun to talk to. Um, I really hit it off with him. Just super easy guy to talk to. He hails from Cincinnati, um, Kentucky, actually, but um, from my neck of the woods. So we are um, have those connections. So that's really good. So it was an easy conversation. I think you guys will have some good information. And and then next week, I want you guys to look forward to, hopefully, um, I am basically going to redo uh, for the podcast, I am going to basically do the talk that I gave on the low-carb cruise. So, um, But I will do the expanded version of it. I have to be honest with you and tell you that I was a bit disappointed in myself yesterday uh, when I gave the talk because... It's very, very different to do a podcast here where I'm not actually in front of anyone. I'm just talking to my computer or um, even the I've done, a, a you know, some corporate wellness wellness seminars. I've done uh, some seminars in my own home where I've had uh, groups of people come in and I've done that. So I've done those things several times and somehow those were much easier to do. I think maybe it was just uh, just kind of the pressure of feeling or feeling, I really put the pressure on myself. There was no one in, you know, in the conference that put any pressure on me at all. But, um, I think just putting the pressure on myself that, you know, I'm, I'm among all of these really amazing, awesome leaders in the low carb ketogenic, um, and really just health and, and wellness and nutrition field. So, you know, knowing, looking up to most of the people that are there, knowing most of the people that are there and just feeling, um, just a little bit like, oh my goodness, I got to make sure I really do this perfect. And I was super emotional yesterday in my talk, which was a little bit hard. I, you know, told a little bit of how I got into keto and um, how it has kind of manifested in our family with my kids and specifically for my daughter, Lily. So that got me all emotional. I probably should have never led with that story and just kind of threw me off for the rest of my talk. I think I probably managed to get out about half of what I actually had intended to say. <laughs> so it was a little bit frustrating, but for the podcast next, next week for you guys, I will be sure to get out the entire talk and you guys will hear hear the whole presentation. And my presentation topic was finding your keto. So it's about how to get into ketosis and how to 
stay there and be happy while you're doing it. You know, you need to enjoy this. This is a lifestyle. It's not a fad diet, no matter what you may hear in the media. Um, this is a long-term lifestyle. And so my talk is basically about that. It's very much what I believe. And if you guys uh, listen to this podcast, then you know that, that, um, yes, there are guidelines with macros and, and whatnot to follow. And yes, I believe that for the most part, people don't eat enough food. And, you know, there's some of those types of things that, that you'll hear me kind of, you know, preach, quote unquote, on this podcast. But in general, um, I think I'm pretty clear with saying, you know, you've got to find what works for you. There is not one specific keto uh, plan that is going to work for everyone <clears throat> the same. So it depends on, you know, what things do you have going on? What foundational issues maybe do you have? Maybe you're super active, maybe you're not. So there's all kinds of different things that can play into that. So hopefully you guys will look forward to that because I will just um, give that next week for the podcast. And uh, that should be very informational for everybody, I hope. And I've just really enjoyed being in this conference and listening to the other experts that are here. There are some really great ones um, on board that I have just really enjoyed being around and being in the presence of. So we've got like Dr. Johnny Bowden opened us up yesterday. That was amazing. Um, Dave Feldman, Daryl Edwards, um, Ted Naiman, uh, Maria Emmerich, Robert Sykes and Crystal Love, um, Sean Miners here um, from the Keto for Women show. Let's see, today was, um, there's been a bunch of people, and I know I'm going to forget a whole bunch, but today there was like um, Dr. Eric Westman, Meg Dahl's talking today, uh, Dr. Ken Berry just hanging out with uh, him and his wife in the pool an hour or two ago. <laughs> um, we'll have uh, Dr. Johnny Bowden's going to talk again this evening about the What the Health um, documentary and kind of the talk a little bit about kind of the vegan propaganda behind that and kind of how we can help educate the public and talk to the public who, um, frankly, frankly, a lot of people were really scared by that, um, you know, by that documentary as tends to happen with ones like that. Um, today we have, um, Mike and Deanna Mutzel, actually they're tomorrow, I think. Um, so yeah, lots of awesome speakers. There's, like I said, there's bunches I'm leaving off, but of course, Jimmy and Christine Moore. Um, so it's been really awesome, been super fun, really having a great time. So um, tomorrow we are docking in Roatan, Honduras. So we've got some fun plans for that. The next day is um, uh, Costa Maya, Mexico. And then we have Cozumel, Mexico before heading back on the seas to get home. So it's a full seven-day cruise. It's uh, just been so much fun. Of course, dinners are a blast. We get to sit with the whole low-carb group. There's about 200 people registered just specifically for the low-carb group. So it's pretty great. It's pretty good turnout. So anyway, okay, guys. So that's all. Um, let me introduce my guest before we get going on this today. So Trent Holbert is a pastor. Um, he is now living in, ooh, we talk about it on the podcast. I should know this. I think it's, I think it's North Carolina, but now I'm think I, I'm getting, uh, I think he's in Asheville currently, which that is North Carolina, right? I don't know why I always get the Carolinas all mixed up, but anyway, um, so he is a pastor and he pastors a church there in Asheville. So, um, he is actually a certified trainer. He's a nutritionist. He's a CrossFit and athletic fueling coach and a holistic biohacker. And then, like I said, he also hosts the very popular podcast fit for the kingdom. So that podcast is amazing. There's weekly encouragement and teaching on healthy living, both both physically and spiritually. So he is really amazing in that um, perspective. So he does have a unique perspective and experience that definitely gives him the upper hand in taking hold of health and wellness. So I hope that you will enjoy this podcast. And without further ado, let's introduce Trent Holbert. Hi, Trent. How are you? Hey, Jessica. It's, uh, I'm great and uh, good to be on your show. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. I'm super excited. So I know that um, you just took a quick trip up north, and you're back, and uh, just in time to do this interview. So I appreciate you being back to do that. And I heard that uh, you got up pretty early this morning. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I got up at two thirty this morning. Oh my goodness! Um, hit the road, and um, yeah, so but it was all good because that's the, to me that's the best time to travel. Um, I just stick 
my uh, earbuds in my ear. I listened to a book or podcast, um, and I had the boys with me. I've got two little boys, and uh, they slept the entire time. And so, yeah, it was a great trip. Yeah, I love to listen to podcasts on a trip. It's actually kind of... uh... It's one of those moment, one of those times that I feel like I get some moments to myself. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love that. So, how old are your boys? They're eleven and thirteen. Oh, wow, you're we're super close. Two of mine are. Um, I've got a an eleven year old and a fourteen year old. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so I know what you're. I know exactly what season you're in right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then my older boy's sixteen, and that's a whole another chapter (laughs) yeah we're trying to anticipate that (laughs) oh man we're um we're actually on the docket for later today as we are going to look at a couple of cars for him and uh man i honestly feel like it was not that long ago that i was buying my first car so i'm having a really hard time wrapping my head around how this is possible that i have a son i'm doing this for (laughs) Exactly. I uh, I've not I have just not come to terms with the fact that I might be old. <laughs> I know. And, uh, I'm still in my 30s, and I'm not. I'm just hanging on as long as I can. But I'm like you. I uh, I just remember like it was yesterday, just riding the BMX bike and yeah. <laughs> being a kid. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I you know I just turned 40 this year, just a few months ago. But I um I was watching Dancing with the Stars. I don't know if you ever watched that, but. Um, was watching that the other night and they were doing these group dances. They do these group dance things. And the one group, they were, the song they were, or the the theme of their dance was set in the seventies. And one of the dancers in the troupe said, has it, did anybody see the seventies? Was anybody in that decade? And they're all like, no. And I nearly started crying (laughs) (laughs) because I watched that show. And I think, you know, I'll look at the people on there and I think, well, I'm that's, I mean, they got to be about my age. <laughs> and then when they say something like that, I'm like, oh, gosh, I really am old. <laughs> in your brain, I tell my kids all the time, in your brain, you really, you just don't age. I mean, you just are who you are, like forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, our my boys, they binge watch um, the Andy Griffith show. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they love it. But yes. uh, they asked me questions. Um, did you know? Is that what it was like when you were little, Daddy? In their <laughs> mind, they think like yes, I'm my dad's age, I think, or from his generation. <laughs> yes. No, I, I totally believe. I mean, I get exactly what you're saying. My 14 year old asked me a similar question just the other day about something in some other, you know, era than when I was born, and he asked me if I had been. Oh, I remember what it was. We were talking about music. He's in choir, and we were talking about some music that they're performing for choir. And he said, um, he's like, yeah, mom. He's like, you know, when you were little and Elvis was really popular. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, dude, like, (laughs) no, (laughs) it was not when I was little. That was when grandma was little. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, we're, well, we're doing it right, Trent, because we're doing this whole keto thing. And so we're going to try, we're, we're doing the best that we can for our outward appearance to match our inward feelings. Amen. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, so I guess that's a good segue into, um, you know, you can, if you could tell people, um, my listeners, a little bit about yourself and kind of um, how you came to keto, if that is indeed um, the diet you're still about and uh, kind of tell us a little bit about that uh so it's not a glamorous story uh that's for sure um several years ago now my full-time job is in ministry and um so this was in 2011 i was um i was planting a church in kentucky we were in the third year of that church plant and the stress just accumulated to the point that i destroyed my body um now, I'm, I'm, I'm a holistic health coach as well, and so I'll tell you that I destroyed my body holistically. <laughs> I was destroyed uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I was just, uh, the, the, the candle was burned at both ends. And, and so I, you know, I suffered adrenal fatigue and just lots, lots of things were going on in my body. And on top of that, I was dealing with a newly diagnosed autoimmune disorder that um, is really, really, really excruciating uh, when it triggers. It, um, it, it sort of lies dormant until 
Uh, some sort of environmental uh, or external trigger, and it's called hereditary angioedema. And so I'm dealing with that as well. And through the process of just healing holistically, you know, just wow. really, um, you know, finding my spiritual focus and uh, direction, also finding that I needed to um, optimize my health. I was 60 pounds overweight. I just didn't feel good. Um, and like I said, I just had other issues going on. And so um, I just began to educate myself and um, found paleo. And I began to really, I, I was paleo-esque, which means that um, I was doing it the best that I could and just trying to eat uh, whole, unprocessed food, um, slow digesting carbohydrates, you know, just, just kind of, you know, what I was picking up here and there. And, and it was working really, really well uh, for me as far as losing, you know, body fat. And I was started working out and everything. But I'm the type of person that... Um, Everything that I find that works, it's just a part of the evolution of my development. I'm looking for the well, then what is the next better or best? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just began to study, you know, to you know figure out for my goals health-wise what was the best way uh, way to go. I'm not a big pharma guy, you know. I'm not a. I, I do go to my family physician very, very, very seldom, um, and. You know, I love my family physician, but I, I'm just, uh, I was raised naturalistic. You know, I was raised on herbs and, and um, medicinals and, and natural um, holistic health. And so really it's always been my goal to, um, you know, help my body to heal naturally. And so food is my number one go-to. And so I'm studying like the best, what, you know, where can we go from here? And I found, I found ketosis. And this is back when it wasn't being talked about. I never heard anybody say anything about it, but it perked my interest as far as what it offered, you know, the science behind it and and the results. And so I began actually I'll tell you I'll tell you and your listeners this. I did it wrong for the first couple of times. Mm. And um, yeah, I really struggled with, you know, because if you're if you're, you don't have the education, you know, if you don't dig in to figure out how it works um you can think you're ketogenic <laughs> mm -hmm. i have a lot of people now that tell me that it didn't work for them and then when we delve a little bit deeper into their their process they weren't ever ketogenic <laughs> yeah and that was kind of me i was struggling i was i was lazy atkins at best mm. and um so eventually i greased the groove so to speak and uh, about two and a half three years ago um, I went into nutritional ketosis for the last time. I say the last time because I've been in since then mm -hmm. and um, have put my autoimmune disorder into remission. Uh, this was this was something where I would have a triggered attack at least once a month and um, would have to carry an EpiPen in case my uh, throat closed shut. Um, wow. You know, uh, just uh, just a lot of a lot of nasty stuff with that. I I don't carry it any longer it's not a threat um i don't have attacks any longer um 100 remission um you know so i feel great uh, the weight uh, i lost 60 pounds that stayed off um, of course i i went into uh, uh a lot <laughs> i went into personal training and became a personal trainer and uh, health coach and so i do crossfit and powerlifting weightlifting and long or well now trail running hmm so I'm, I'm saying to be active, but um, but now I do, you know, even the majority of my coaching is nutritional, and the majority of my nutritional coaching is ketogenic. Wow. Okay. So when you say that you um, got into nutritional ketosis and now your autoimmune disease is in complete remission, is that the is that what you did to control it, or have you do you also have to do other things to um, manage this? Um. No, really. Um, that's that's it. I mean, I don't do anything. Um, there is no medication, um, or at least when I was diagnosed, there was no no treatment other than a plasma transfusion. That was not. I was living in Kentucky at the time, and and they didn't have the type of plasma that I needed on hand in the state. Um, and so now there's some medication, but 
you know, it's that type that uh, who can afford it. Mm-hmm. And so the only tr- the only so the only trigger that I've been able to identify that is control one is stress. Yeah. So. Well, sure. That, that's that's a trigger for about any anything that that uh, affects any of us, right? Yeah. So I don't take anything for stress, but you know, just try to live a lifestyle. Now I'll do nootropic stacks mm-hmm. when needed, you know, GABA or L-theanine or 5-HTP, things like that, just to, you know, to help with calming. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't take any medication or anything. It was the, um, the ketogenic uh, diet that allowed that. I mean, it's, it hasn't flared up, hasn't had a trigger. Um, I, um, I, I think maybe once in three years. Wow. That's amazing, Trent. And especially, I mean, considering that I know you've had a lot going on. So you were talking about in 2011, you did this church plant in Kentucky, which I know that um, you were in, you were in Owington. Is that right? That area? Yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, cause I know you're close. Um, you know, we used to be neighbors here cause I'm in Cincinnati, you know, and um, my family, my dad's side of the family is from Somerset, Kentucky. And my mom's side is from McKee, which is a Oh, yeah. A real tiny little town. Most people are like, uh, where's McKee? (laughs) Almost to Tennessee. (laughs) I tell you, I've been to McKee many times. Really? That's that's amazing. Yeah. 21 all the way. And my it's funny because my in-laws are in Cincinnati. Yes, I know. And it's very (laughs) close to me, actually. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so you started out there and then, uh, 2011, and I know you went through all this, all this stress, but here just in the last like six months or so you've moved again, correct? Yes. I, uh, yeah, we moved down. I moved down to, uh, Asheville, North Carolina in, uh, the first of November, mm. my wife, Mandy, her and the boys came down right after Christmas. I came down, kind of parachuted in and, and, uh, got the house and, and, furniture we were uh before we moved down we were living in a camper homesteading on our farm oh wow (laughs) so we had given everything that we owned away uh literally and had bought a little farm and a camper and was living in it before before this transition that's a that's another story that's a man Yeah, I'm thinking. I, I'm I'm feeling like that should have been some triggers for the autoimmune. <laughs> so that's lot, amazing. There was a lot going on. Um, we we had uh, now people people hear that we were living in a camper, and as bohemian as we actually are, we're not that bohemian. <laughs> want to do that forever. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a van down by the river or anything. <laughs> not exactly. And, yeah, we we were gonna build. We were we had the plans to build a house and everything, and and we're very happy and, and uh, but you know quite honestly if I can be just as blunt we just we really felt the Lord moving in our life in a different direction and we decided to follow mm-hmm. uh, that leaning and it led us to Asheville and so we ended up selling our farm and and um, split ways for a short period of time which was very stressful I'll tell you that I my wife and I we can't stand to be away from each other I know that sounds good oh, no no I totally get it my husband and I are the same way Yep. So two months, you know, I was down here two months without her oh, and man. hang on uh, by myself. And we took a huge leap of faith and a new life direction. And and um, so, yeah, it's, it, there was a lot of uh, very, very stressful, potentially stressful triggers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime that you move, I think everybody understands that's uh that's stressful, even if you enjoy it. I mean, uh, Derek and I have been married uh, 21 years this this past year, and we have moved. I think we were we were trying to figure it out the other the other day. Um, I think we've had 14 homes in 21 years, <laughs> and we've built like five of those. <laughs> so, but, but even for us, I mean, we're in. Well, I'm not any longer, but my husband's in the real estate industry, and um, we we enjoy that. I mean, we love that process. We actually enjoy moving every couple of years and it's just part of who we are. And, um, we don't move far. I mean, we've always stayed in Cincinnati, but, uh, but even enjoying something like that, it's stressful. Every time we do it, we're like, why do we do this to ourselves? (laughs) And each child you add to the mix is like, just compounds it that much more. (laughs) 
Well, here's here's the funny thing. We're moving right now. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you you started in one place there in Asheville, and now you, did you are you moving away from Asheville or just to a new spot? No, we so we moved down. We sold our farm, and that that actually we flipped it, and that allowed us to uh, grab a house really quickly, a, a cool little cabin in the mountains. Oh, I uh, love that. It's beautiful. We 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 just paid up the uh, the lease, you know, just paid it all up, and yeah. so we didn't have that stress uh, for several months. And um, <laughs> this is funny, we're we're planting a church again, and, <laughs> and um, a local church here wants to help us to do that, and they have a house. Oh, that's great! They're donating the house to us, so we're gonna we're moving into that, and it's literally a half a mile, if that, away. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. So you could almost do an assembly line to your new house with your belongings. <laughs> Just pass them down the road. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's funny. We actually, our last move was very similar. We moved um, probably less than a half a mile from uh, one house to one practically through the woods. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's awesome. It's cool. I'm actually recording this today in our cabin. Um, so I have quite an affinity for cabins in the woods. <laughs> Well, I was at, um, I don't know, I don't know if this is a regional place, but Bob Evans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it is either. I know it. it is around here, obviously, but. Yeah, we don't have, I don't think we have it here, but yesterday I was at Bob Evans with my mother-in-law because I wanted to visit with her and take the boys to see her, and so mm -hmm. that's kind of our meetup, and uh, we went to Bob Evans. She brought me cases of skyline chili <laughs> and i was showing her pictures of your cabin and yeah. uh, just how beautiful it is that's a gorgeous place oh, you've got thank there thank you yeah we're um we're i we have a guest showing up tomorrow but we've been we didn't have anyone here from uh from tuesday till tomorrow so i've been in here working um you know doing my stuff i just bring i literally just put all my stuff in a briefcases and run over here and I just set up my office on the dining room table because <laughs> it's just so I mean I just can't I mean you're talking about holistic healing and for me coming here is a huge it's like spiritual for me it's an emotional thing it's just healing in so many ways like it's just beautiful and I know this maybe sounds weird and it it probably won't to you but it may sound weird to listeners that maybe um, don't subscribe to the same beliefs that you and I do but when I'm here like I literally feel closer to the Lord here <laughs> like I just feel more connected to him I feel more at peace I feel more at ease it's beautiful here it's uh, I don't know so I just I love being here and I hope that that translates to our guests I hope when our guests are here um, that they feel that same peace and that same warmth here yeah, it's beautiful. It's tra the tranquility. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's the thing. I was, um, we've got a girl landscape architect that was designing our landscape because when we bought this place, it was um, to say it had been let go is a way understatement. <laughs> so um, we've been restoring it back to health since we bought it in December, and um, we got all the inside. Well, most of the inside done. We're now working on finishing the lower level, but. The uh, inside, the main living area is done, but we have a lot of landscape work going on around the outside. So it's also a farm. Um, so we have removed all the or the um, livestock fencing that was up. Uh, was not in real good shape. So we've removed all that. And there's all this, you know, in this area, as I'm sure you're aware, honeysuckle is crazy. If you let it go, it just... Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it'll take over your landscape. So uh, the woman that lived here prior to us had some health problems and she had a hard time keeping up with this property and um, there was just honeysuckle overgrown everywhere and you just couldn't you know half the place is a farm and the other part is this beautiful wooded area that the cabin sits in and um, the honeysuckle was like creeping up almost to the cabin like you it was just it was awful and we've had been having all that removed and so now it is just I mean it has transformed the look in our our um, landscape architect was working yesterday and I was picking out um, you know deciding on the plans for what we're going to do out front in the uh, actual landscape beds and oh man it's just shaping up so much I'm like I hate to leave here tomorrow and uh, let somebody stay here 
I'm like, oh, I just want to, I just want to be here all the time. But anyway, all right. So I want to tell you that uh, if we hadn't moved to Asheville, the other place that we were looking at was Cincinnati, and in Cincinnati, we were between. We were looking at either Loveland or Milford. Oh, that is so funny. Yes. So our cabin is in Loveland, as you know. Yeah. yeah and your listeners, you guys have got to check out and go stay at her cabin. <laughs> So beautiful out there. Yeah, it's really, it's really nice. We, we actually are trying, like I said, we we're trying to finish the lower level and uh, our, he's a friend of ours. He's actually built four of the five homes that we've built in the past, but um, he also does a lot. He does any remodeling that we do. He does it for us, um, our friend and contractor. And so he was out here yesterday and we were kind of looking at the framing that had been done in the lower level and trying to decide what direction to go next because we have so little time that this house isn't rented <laughs> so we were looking at the calendar i'm like well you have two days uh next week and then it's not open again until july and then you have <laughs> so oh man so it's it is quite the it's become quite the popular place i guess awesome yeah well, it good. is awesome but yeah milford's a great area too we actually we two we I lived in Milford. Two of our homes were there, and we went to a church for like 12 years um, in the Milford area. Just a, a small little church there that we loved, and and uh, had a farm in Milford at one time, and loved that area. So they're they're both beautiful areas. We now live in Montgomery, so we're just you know one exit up from Loveland now. But yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So okay, so back to keto. <laughs> that was a little a little. Uh, <laughs> Chased a squirrel there for a minute. So, um, yeah. So, tell me about. So, you're you said that you stay in nutritional ketosis like for the last two to three years, and that's awesome. That's amazing. So, tell me and tell our tell my listeners what's that look like. What what does your diet consist of daily, and and how do you know that you're in ketosis? Yeah. So, well, I test blood ketones, mm -hmm. uh, and so that's how I know, and I do that consistently, and also. I know that there's not a, for me, there's not really a whole lot of correlation between blood ketone and blood glucose, but I check both rapidly, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I'm a biohacker in spirit in practice as well, and so uh, anything that I can measure and quantify is very, very important to me. And so, so yeah, I use the Keto Mojo uh, blood ketone device and yeah. the Precision Extra blood glucose uh, meter. Okay. Well, and so I also, uh, so, so my day looks like I'm an intermittent faster. Mm -hmm. And so typically I won't eat until um, lunch or two o'clock. Mm -hmm. And then I'm done at five. So I don't eat past five o'clock. Um, okay. If I can, you know, unless there's something special going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, my main meals would consist of. Um, I'm a big salmon. I love salmon. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I, I really, honestly, I'm a big meat eater. Mm -hmm. uh, and I probably, you know, there's this whole thing right now about protein, too much protein, how much is too much protein. And if I wasn't testing, I would almost worry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I lift, I lift quite, you know, often. Um, I'm, I deplete a lot of glycogen stores, and so I think the uh, the amount of protein I'm getting just doesn't harm it. Obviously, because I'm testing, I'm I never fall below 0.5, mm -hmm. and I'll stay usually around one, 1.5 millimoles. Okay. And uh, so just eating lots of fat and um, you know, kind of whatever vegetables I like. Yeah. Now, do you worry about the? Because I, I get this question all the time, so I'm curious your take on it. Um, do you worry about the amount of vegetables that you're getting? I know you're in, you're staying in ketosis because you're testing, but you know, people will say, well, what should I have a cup of vegetables with my dinner? Do I need to, you know, measure those out? How do I know if I'm getting more than 20 grams of carbs if I'm eating all these veggies? Yeah. You know, in the beginning, I was really extringent in the beginning. I, of course, and I think you have to be, uh -huh. you really need to, uh, you know, find out your numbers. What's your carb threshold? Um, you know your fasting glucose and so on and so forth and and what kicks you out of ketosis and how much kicks you out of ketosis mm -hmm. and everybody's different and uh, me and my wife she she has way less insulin resistance than I do a lot less metabolic damage than I've got and so 
she can we know that she can get away with a lot more in eating different things mm. uh, so I think it's very very important in the beginning and it, it was just something that I tracked so stringently for so long that it became second nature yes yeah okay. I, I I definitely can resonate with that I did the same thing for six months to at least I'll say I'll say solid first six months I was I tracked everything I was very strict with what I ate but it gives you it gives you that foundation to build on like I learned exactly how I what's happening when I feel a certain way and was able to kind of tweak my diet around those types of things and and now I do test every now and then I use the same the keto mojo but um, but I don't test too often. I just, every now and then I will just to, uh, I guess, maybe put my mind at ease. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy because for me, like, I'm not changing anything. So there's really, rel rel you know, relatively, there's no reason to check. Because uh -huh. I'm not changing anything. But I'm just so nosy about what's going on in my body. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and I think it's, e it might, I, you know, I feel like it might be easier for men to, uh, to not have all the fluctuations and you can not have to change things. Like I've kind of recognized that in the last few months that I actually feel like I have needed to kind of start adding the, you know, the quote unquote carb ups to, to my diet. I, I just had noticed that I was starting uh, just to have some some issues where I just wasn't feeling really great. And I'm like, what is going on? And, and I think it's the just the hormone fluctuations for women. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I am <clears throat> in a very stressful season of my life. Um, you know, more stressful than I've ever had ever that I can require, you know, can think of anything going on. Um, and so I definitely think that that's had something to do with it. But, but I feel like my husband, you know, like you're saying, he doesn't really ever have to change anything. He just kind of just does the same thing and, and everything is kind of always the same. <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel guilty sometimes when I, especially if I am, if I have a, uh, spouses as clients, uh -huh. husband and wife, and and I have to, <laughs> I have to explain patience and understanding, marital right. counseling, <laughs> right? <laughs> because typically he's going to lose more weight, he's going to lose more fat faster. Uh huh. You know, you know, there's different, right? You know, that are going on there and and I never want the women to feel you know because it is totally different hormone profiles going right. on and so <laughs> yes it's it can it can be very complicated I have never worked with a couple before so um, I can only imagine <laughs> how difficult that might be <laughs> I've got and this is no joke I've got some husbands that will come to me and secretly tell me what's going on on the scales because they will not tell their wives and I feel you know it's mm. one of those oh that's sweet because he doesn't want to hurt her feelings right uh, so yeah. he's losing quick much quicker than she is oh yeah yeah I know that's I could we kind of always my husband and I have always joked about that because he's never been like a, a big guy or really overweight probably really ever in his life but um you know if he decides he wants to uh get a six pack, then he'll just stop eating chocolate chip cookies for two weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> this is not fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know you were eating chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> so, well, I yeah. wish I could say it was that easy for me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you mentioned that you, that your wife is a lot more insulin sensitive than you are. Um, so what did your diet look like before keto? Do you think that that led to um, kind of the, the dysregulation for you? Well, yeah, my diet was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, a southern, you know, country preacher. <laughs> yes. You know, it was fried. Fried chicken. <laughs> well, it fried everything. Right, biscuits Everything. and gravy. <laughs> I can honestly, this is oh, this is a true story. One of the first times that I went to my in-laws' house, it was there in Cincinnati in Sharonville, mm -hmm. and um, Mandy and I were dating, and we had green beans. And I took one bite of the green beans, and I made the strangest face, and she asked, "What's wrong?" <laughs> I said, "These what these green beans?" 
And she said, what's wrong with them? I said, they taste like green beans. <laughs> what are they supposed to taste like? I said, Joel Bacon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've never had, I've never had steamed beans, ever. I, I'd only had, uh, you know, fresh-grown green beans from the garden, but it was, you know, with big chunks of pork fat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, you know, growing up on a very high-fat and high-carb diet, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, nothing was off limits. And so, you know, when I say that my diet was bad, oh, wow, it was just whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? So processed, junk, um, you know, I, even fried. It wasn't even fried in good oils. You know, it was fried in, you know, hydrogenated, nasty omega-6. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I remember making, um, when I was growing up, I remember making like a birthday cake. You know, you make cake or make treats with my family, and we'd use Crisco for <laughs> to make the icing. And, um, you know, I think back about just the, the oils and things like that that we ate that we just didn't know and just yep, the amount know. of damage you do. And and it was strange being in a in a context, you know, growing up on the farm and in the country where you have whole food is plentiful. Like yes. we don't use the word organic because, right. that you know, it's because there's no differentiation. Everything right. is organic and, you know, um, our farm raised beef, pork, um, you know, we raise eggs or chickens with eggs. And, and uh, so, you know, it's just all of that. So you would think that we would be healthy. Right. Uh, <laughs> but quite opposite, because uh, we have all this whole food, but we're still we're ruining it, rolling it in flour and frying it in Crisco. Right. So. <laughs> yep. That's potential going to waste. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know. I totally, <clears throat> totally get where you're coming from. So when you talk about fats now, uh, Trent, so what are the what are your favorite fats? What do you cook in now, and what do you like to add to your vegetables? Um, yeah, coconut oil, probably number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I love coconut oil. I I will take a spoonful of coconut oil and just you know use that if I'm if I'm hungry and not you know and I just need to satiate. I just eat a spoonful of coconut oil, <laughs> and uh, so I use that a lot. I use um, you know extra virgin olive oil, um, lots of butter. Mm-hmm. And avocado oil, and that's really, that's really where I stay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. You, I mean, and I think you kind of learn what you like and how to cook with those oils that you like, yeah. and you know what you what different foods you like cooked. Like you were talking about salmon. I salmon is amazing in coconut oil. Um, I love salmon cooked in avocado oil. See, I've been using avocado oil a lot lately, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just finding it. I really like it. Yeah, I do too. I cook uh, my kids' eggs every morning. I make them scrambled eggs, and I cook that in avocado oil. And they're like, Mom, we love your eggs. <laughs> like, the secret's avocado oil. <laughs> well, I will admit, we keep a, we keep a fat crock yes. on the counter. Yeah, I do and too. <laughs> so, yeah, so any of the bacon grease, it goes in yeah, and that's uh, that's that's what we're frying our eggs in, and you know a lot of the th- so we will use that a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know I used to fry my eggs in the in the bacon grease, but then I have one son that does not like bacon, and oh. I you know I'm like I don't know what's wrong with him or where he came from, but but he doesn't like bacon. He's the only one in the family, so he started. He was like, Mom, can you please not cook these eggs in this because I just feel like I'm eating bacon. Um, so I had to switch it up and moved it to the avocado oil, and now everybody loves the avocado oil. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I I love like I, that's one of my favorite things to cook vegetables in is bacon grease. Mm, so absolutely. Yeah, I'll take a big old spoonful or two of that and throw that in a skillet and throw my veggies in there, and oh my goodness. Those have are the you best. ever had um, Have you ever had wilted lettuce? No. Okay, so some, some, sometimes I have to stop and think, maybe this, is, maybe this is an Owenton thing, or maybe this is a regional thing, or Kentucky thing, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you think things are normal and everybody does it. <laughs> are you mean, I mean, you're not talking like, like mustard greens or collard greens. You mean like, like oh. lettuce lettuce? 
Yeah, so uh, so growing up, we would grow leaf lettuce uh-huh. and um, and tear it, throw it in bowls with uh, chives, you know, mm-hmm. cut up wild onions, mm-hmm. and take uh, hot bacon grease, a little bit of vinegar, and um, hot bacon grease, and pour over the lettuce, which is where it gets the name wilted lettuce because uh-huh. it, it wilts it yes. pretty quickly, and uh, a little bit of salt, and that's our salad. You know what? That's so funny. Um, that actually sounds amazing. And my mother-in-law makes this dish. It is my favorite thing, to be honest. And if she's listening, I love you, Jeannie. Um, <laughs> to be honest, there's not a whole lot that I like to eat at her house these days um, because they're very much kind of the opposite of ketogenic. Um, and so, you know, sometimes I, I have a hard time, like, uh, you know, with things there. But um, and she knows that I, you know, I, I try not to make a big deal about it. So I just bring things over or whatever, but she makes this meal that I, is like my favorite thing that she makes and has been for years. And she does something very similar, but she uses spinach leaves mm-hmm. and she'll take, um, she actually, it's, it's actually a very ketogenic meal, um, with, with, if you admit one of the items that she puts in there, but she does uh, hard boiled eggs. So she'll slice up hard boiled eggs. Um, and instead of chives, she does purple onion mm. and, uh, and then, so you'll put the, she puts the spinach in a bowl and then she makes the dressing exactly like you said, it's bacon grease and vinegar. And then she'll, um, some salt and pepper, I think. And she whips that up and then she'll put the, uh, so the lettuce in the bowl, the, the purple onion, the sliced, um, hard boiled egg. And then she will also add boiled potatoes to them. And I just omit that part of it. And then you just drizzle that dressing on top. And oh, and bacon. She actually adds bacon, um, like chopped up bacon. Oh, it is so good. (laughs) I eat like I think I eat half of the dish when she makes it. Everybody else just gets a little taste. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's really interesting. And so I wonder if that is a you know, she's a southern girl so I wonder if that's just a mm. southern thing hmm it's interesting yeah it is well, interesting we'll figure that out um, yeah boy now I'm, I'm getting hungry <laughs> well now I'm in North Carolina and so I'm discovering uh, new foods here mm-hmm. and new local cuisine you know this is a little bit different and in in Asheville is not a ketogenic city no no <laughs> um, it's and, and we're introducing it. We started we started a group called Southeast Biohackers. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we meet we meet once a month um, and bring in speakers and education and are you know growing the ketogenic uh, community. That's awesome. So it's really you know the only good thing is that Asheville is a foodie city uh-huh. and they're used to changing you know changing the menu. Everybody has their weird little thing mm-hmm. you know he, especially here everybody has a weird little diet thing you know you're paleo or you're vegan or you're big you know it's just something and mm-hmm. so they don't really shy away when i ask them to you know to leave something off or whatever mm-hmm. right oh, another one okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly now i love Asheville. i think it's an we we absolutely love visiting there and um it's beautiful and i love all the food options they have there uh, but definitely wouldn't think that they lean too ketogenic. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's very interesting. So yeah, but that's cool. You can always find a barbecue place. Down yeah, I was just going to say barbecue, that is a staple there, right? So you could at yeah. least go get that. Yeah, that's an easy find. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just trying to, I remember when we were, the last time we were there, which actually I think was about this time last year, um, visiting that finding the barbecue place was not hard but then once we were in the barbecue place really the only thing we could eat there was the meat they didn't have anything else it was cornbread mac and cheese (laughs) you know it's like all these other there was like no sides that were just i don't know there's nothing that because we thought they don't have green beans at a barbecue place (laughs) well Okay, so I have found a few now that I know have the uh, has some vegetable sides. But the other day, uh, we were out and me and the boys we spotted a new one 
And so we stopped and it was that way. There was no sides mm -hmm. that I could eat. And so I don't see anything wrong with a pound of pulled pork. <laughs> no, no, we'll get, we'll get a pound of pulled pork and brisket and we'll split that. <laughs> and I leave there plenty satisfied, but yeah. But I'm like, gosh, really? These people, no one eats a vegetable with their meal. <laughs> They're like, well, mac and cheese is a vegetable, right? <laughs> yeah, they're a vegetable, that's right. <laughs> That's funny. So that's good. So you're bringing some change there to Asheville, Trent. That's good. Um, so you were talking about you work with, um, that you are a holistic coach, health coach, and a, uh, and a personal trainer. So tell me a little bit about that. Or do you work with the public now? And how, do, how does somebody come to be your client? Yep. Um, so when I, um, you know, I, I know everybody who finds what works for them becomes an expert. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> Um, but but I, I really did take it seriously. <clears throat> um, I've got a degree in theology, um, but when I you know when I needed to heal my body, um, I really needed to discover education, the educational portion, and I found out that I fell absolutely in love, in love, in love, in love with biology and nutrition, mm -hmm. exercise science, just the whole the whole thing, and I also found out I was really really gifted. Um, it was just something I never knew that I was really, you know, I didn't know I was gifted in anything like that. And uh, I, because I just had not been interested in it until I needed it. Uh -huh. And so I decided to go to school and uh, get some certifications. And uh, so I did. I got, um, I, I got a general personal um, training certification. I got a sports nutrition certification. And uh, and opened up a a fitness center there in Owenton, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a fully functional cross training facility, um, and so that that was a, a really great thing um, in a small town um, in an area where there's not a lot of physical activity going on, yeah. uh, as recreation I should say, mm -hmm. uh, lots of farming. But um, and so I became the personal trainer and was working with clients. Um, in the gym, you know, um, like the traditional personal trainers. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Don't get me wrong. I, I love, love, love people. I love helping them reach their goals. But with all the work and dedication they were putting into the gym, we were finding that unless they had been, uh, unless they had a nutritional foundation, then it really was kind of going to waste and, mm -hmm. and they weren't able to reach their goals there was a lot of frustration, and so, you know, I just began to teach nutrition more than even the exercise portion of it. And so where a lot of personal trainers do their training in the gym, I actually started taking people to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And uh, so um, we would meet, we would set up a time and a place, usually Kroger's, um, mm -hmm. you know, the big grocery right and that we would spend um, we would spend a couple hours uh, mm -hmm. walking you know, helping them to shop helping them to read food labels to understand what you know those words actually mean um, you know how to circumnavigate the grocery store and places to stay away from and and how to be purposeful in the grocery store and so I did I started to do a lot of that I, I went on staff at a CrossFit box as the uh, the fueling coach for their athletes and began to work with them on how to uh, optimize their performance through nutrition, supplementation, fueling, etc. And as a biohacker, um, tapping into you know uh, rest, sleep, recovery, and uh, and things like that. And so um, that really began to take off, and I started Trent Holbert Fitness and just began to work with clients kind of locally mm -hmm. and doing it, um, kind of meeting with them. I was kind of in between gyms. I was, I was training at, at MasterFit and, 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 uh, and then I just opened up online and it blew up. <laughs> That's awesome. So is that where people can uh, find out more about you and your coaching now? Is that TrentHolbert.com? Or, I'm uh, sorry, TrentHolbertFitness.com? Uh-huh, TrentHolbertFitness.com. And, and then I started the podcast uh, because yeah. I felt like 
you know, in the world that we live in today, there's, and, and as much as I love to work one-on-one with people, um, the inability to meet face-to-face with a person shouldn't stop people from getting information. And so I was just really excited about the idea of podcasting. Um, my podcast is Fit for the Kingdom, which it is, uh, it, it's holistic health through a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I teach a lot of biohacking techniques, a lot of nutrition, a lot of exercise, a lot of emotional or spiritual health, and it's all done through, um, you know, the Christian Bible perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I do that. And um, and so right now, um, people can, yeah, they can find me at TrentHolbertFitness.com, and I do Skype and Zoom, um, you know, meet with them face-to-face uh, via computer, uh, or if they're close enough, uh, we will, we can meet together. I, I'm coaching now here in Asheville, and uh, that's really you know nice because uh, Asheville's a big playground, and so uh, I can actually meet with people. We can go out uh, on the trails, uh, local gyms, uh, parks, you know, whatever, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So yeah, and um, definitely I'll link to all this in the show notes, but. And you, for anybody who isn't aware that's listening to this, so you do have, you are your own podcast host, um, that Fit for the Kingdom podcast, which I urge anybody that's listening to this to go check out. It's a great podcast. I listen to it personally. I love it. You share really great information. You have great guests on. Well, thank you. I'm getting ready to have one great guest if she'll if she'll uh, schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if you can afford her. <laughs> Oh, just kidding. <laughs> this is our this is our trade for services. I was yes. actually, I know before we ever got connected, I, I was like, oh, I've got to get her on my show. And then <laughs> you beat me to the punch. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I there's so many great people to interview out there, and you definitely have been at the top of my list. And man, when I tell you this is just the most stressful time I've ever had in my life, I am so not kidding. And I have just had like such a hard time just being able to get some of those things that I want to get done accomplished right now. So, um, cause talking about the education, you know, I'm finishing up my education, um, for nutritional therapy practitioner. And I, like you have, I am just in love with physiology and, and biology. And I love the, just the study of nutrition and, and, um, just building a healthier you, you know, I just love it. And it's, it's it's amazing. I love it. It's so great. But at the same time, I'm kind of pulling my hair out right now. <laughs> I have finals in a month, and I am like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I'm in the middle. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, to research uh, another certification, mm-hmm. and um, I'm trying to finish that up. And I'm getting ready to start another master's. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Man, I. Oh, and people are like, would you do it again if you had it to do over? I'm like, I totally would, but I maybe would pick a different time. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I, I know that you get this, but, you know, you kind of, I feel like when you're doing something you're supposed to be do, doing and you're on the right path, you know, you, you're going to get hit with some darts <laughs> uh, to try and deter you from your calling and what you should be doing. And that has absolutely happened to me over this last year over and over and over again. <laughs> so it's been a little bit of a struggle, but, but uh, I'm going to get through it and well, uh, I'll graduate here in a month and it's going to be, I can breathe a big sigh of relief and it'll be like, that was no big deal. <laughs> Well, you'll definitely be in my prayers. And I, I appreciate it. For sure. And But you know what's important? I, I, I think people need to understand that because you're an NTP and that, I'm goodness gracious, I know that's a lot of studying that goes into that. And mm-hmm. I think here's what we need to understand, that everybody's an expert today. Like everybody that is on Pinterest or anybody mm-hmm. that can Google thinks that they know Mm-hmm. you know what they're talking about there is something to be said for people like you uh, and people like me that will put in the time to really 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 um, get the education yeah and, and I wish people would really start to see the value of that mm-hmm. um, everybody online spouting information 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but how long, you know, did they just Google that? Did, where, where, did, <laughs> right. where did they get that source? And now they're an expert in that. I call it uh, Pinterest experts. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different to Google something and, uh, you know, take what you heard somebody else say and then be like, oh, okay, yeah, so I'll just repeat this and now I know what they know. It's a whole different thing to actually go learn these things yourself, research things yourself, and start putting two and two together when, you know, when you've got situations like with clients, for instance, that come up and you can pull from your knowledge and kind of know, like, there's a couple of paths that this could be going down right now. And so, you know, I'm pulling from my knowledge to figure that out versus, well, let me Google that and see if I can help them. Yeah, it's really um, a very different thing. Yeah, they don't realize. I, I know that you put in the work, and and people don't realize the time that I spend um, researching journal, you know, mm-hmm. studies that have been done, uh, right. looking over the data, um, really, really studying the science behind the stuff, and mm-hmm. with my clients, the uh, the anecdotal um, research, you know, the uh, the results that we're finding, and and you know, there's just so much that goes into it. The people. They, they don't, uh, I don't think they take into consideration mm-hmm. uh, that there's just so much into, if you're really going to be good. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you can go get advice from anybody that uh, wants to wants to charge you to get it, but, you know, what is that really going to be what you need? Is it really going to help you? Yes. And, uh, yeah, do they really know what they're talking about? So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting world out there right now because, like you said, anybody, I mean, if you've, I mean, and shoot, you know, here, uh, you know, like you, I started a podcast because this stuff was really interesting to me, and I really was, you know, I wasn't able to coach more people. There's just only so many hours in the day, and or I guess I should say I wasn't willing to coach more people at a time because I, you know, I value my time with my family, and so you know, I have to keep, you know, I have to keep boundaries. So. If, for me, starting the podcast really started out as a way to kind of reach the masses with what I hoped would be good, um, you know, scientific backed information, uh, information that's coming from a knowledge base, not just, uh, well, I think this is what it is, you know, and so I figured a podcast is a really good way to reach way more people than I would ever be able to, to reach one on one with information that hopefully can help them change their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great platform. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, Trent, I'm going to let you go for this podcast and um, not hold you up too much longer. Um, so I, I know you said people can find you at TrentHolbertFitness.com. We'll link to that in the show notes. Um, are you on Instagram and Facebook and all those great places as well? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Trent Holbert. And, uh, and I'm on Facebook at Trent Holbert Fitness. Uh, you can find me there. Um, the tag is fit for the kingdom, but if you just type in uh, Trent Holbert Fitness, it, it should come up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. Thank you again for being on here today. I really enjoyed talking with you, and I uh, look forward. To, I was going to ask you, too. Are you going to be on the low-carb cruise coming up? I can't. I am. Oh. <laughs> no, with what we've got going on. I know. You do have so much going on, but I was thinking about that this morning before our podcast, and I thought, oh, I wonder if I'm going to get to meet Trent in person finally. <laughs> well, you will. You will. I promise you. Uh, we will, um, you know, Cincinnati is our second home. Yeah. Uh, so that won't, we're, we're going to meet up at Silver Spring House one night. and uh, Yeah. Some- <laughs> now that's some good chicken. <laughs> Love Silver Spring House. Yeah, that that's uh, I could walk there from my house. Yeah, that's that's so crazy. Um, my in-laws that has been their restaurant, their entire marriage. Uh, <laughs> it's so like my father-in-law passed away, but his picture is everywhere on those walls. You know, really. Just, they had a memorial out front. No um, way. Yeah, he they were just a a really. Um, um, close family and uh so so silver spring house is like our go-to restaurant when we go to uh, go to cincinnati <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah my kids beg to go there all the time we don't take them out to eat very often because with five of them it's like i mean we're like we can go out to eat or take you guys on vacation like <laughs> i mean it's about the same cost <laughs> so well i'll tell you it was so bad i'll this is funny it's not funny it's weird <laughs> uh, my uh mandy's grandfather passed away 
and one of his final wishes, what he wanted uh, the family to do, um, he paid for the entire family to go out to dinner at Silver Spring House. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet, though. That's so sweet. Like, a, a, in memory of him, like something yeah. that he enjoyed doing so much. I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, my our kids beg to go there. Whenever we say we're going out to eat, that is two or three of them will inevitably blurt Silver Spring House out before anything else. <laughs> and we're like, oh, guys. And it, depending on what time of day it is, we'll be like, uh, sorry, <laughs> we're not going to go because we'll be waiting yep. two and a half hours. <laughs> Exactly. Well, if you guys ever get to Asheville, you, you definitely have to um, look us up. Yes, for sure. We surely will. And I have a friend. I, I um, She's moving to uh, Raleigh. Um, I think Raleigh is where she said. So anyway, um, she's one of my very best friends. So now we're going to be traveling that direction <laughs> more more often than we have in the past. So and, <laughs> and we really do love visiting the Carolinas. So we will um, now we have even more reasons to come visit. We've got you. We've got Jimmy. I've got my, you know, my my girlfriend, Anna, now and her family to go visit. So, yeah, hey, so it'll be fun. Jimmy, Jimmy Moore. Is that who you're talking? Yes. About? Yeah. So we're going down there tomorrow to get eggs. Are you? I'm so jealous. I love his chickens. I did get to meet them in person and hold one. And um, I just love chickens so much. And I, well, I'm a farm girl myself. So he, he keeps me uh, he keeps me overloaded with eggs. I love it. So oh. we missed him last week. And so I said, well, I'll come down. We'll come down on Friday and get get your eggs because he has so many eggs. He can't. He just has to give them away. Right, because he's got all those chickens. He's like, he's like a chicken hoarder. <laughs> he's got a little bit of a uh, obsession, I think. I think so. But, oh. <laughs> but I have to say, I honestly do understand it, though, because they're pretty darn cool. Like, I really want them. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I have a feeling that it's going to be the same for me. I'll just want to keep getting them, but we'll see. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. Well, it was great talking to you, Trent. And uh, thank you so much for your time. And hopefully we'll connect again soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate having me on. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 